Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Cloud of dust in a hearty Ohio Silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past and the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver, the Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! Faster, boy! Faster! I'm Silver! Hank Frisbee and Amos Gillingway shared an adequate income and the responsibility of bringing up their niece. But the two old men had been quarreling for as long as anyone in San Pedro could remember. Amos, you gotta move that checker. It's your rule. I don't. Don't even have to play if I don't want to. They fought about checkers. They fought about politics. He's a muttonhead. He ain't no such thing. They fought about anything and everything. It won't rain. It will. But most of all, they fought about Virginia. I say she's a plenty old enough to have company. None she'll find in San Pedro. Oh, please, please don't fight about it. Her ma was married at 18. Oh, I don't hey. have men calling on Jimmy. Please, don't You won't have. Why, you coyote, since when did you have full say? Don't you call me names. If you wasn't such a hide-bound old fool, Who's I... an old stop, fool? Stop it, I say. I'm always causing an argument between you. I, I wish I'd never been brought here. Jeannie. I wish I were dead. There. Well, I hope you're satisfied, Amos Gillenway. 
You sent Ginny cry next door to Ma Purdy. I didn't mean to. I did. What? I sent her? Yes, you. There you go, throwing the blame on me. Why, you triple twisted old. Don't cry. When those two get going, you just walk out on them and come here with me to the calm down. But there were arguments about me. It's been that way since you was a year old. I can remember when you came to live with Hank and Amos after your folks died. Seventeen years ago, twas. <laughs> and them was the fighting days. They argued about what you'd eat and when you'd eat and how you'd That's sleep. That's just and... it. But they fought before that, Ginny. Them two always fought. But now they fight about me. Each one thinks he knows what's best for me. They think the sun rises and sets on you, Ginny. Oh, I know they do, and I love both of them. Yeah. You can't help loving the old firecrackers. I, I don't want to hurt either of them, but... Well, I don't see how I can help it. How's that? Well, I, I wanted to see what they thought of Jack Taylor. I asked if he might call at the house. Hmm, I can see where that would start around. Uncle Amos put his foot down, hard. And they don't know you've been meeting the bank clerk here in my house, eh? Oh, mercy, no. They think I come here to visit with you. Well, that's partly true. I didn't tell them about Jack for fear they'd forbid my seeing him at all. If one of them didn't, the other would. That's why I didn't say anything. I reckon Amos would be said against any man that liked you. He figures no one's good enough for his Ginny. But that's so funny. Especially here in San Pedro. Well, Jack's from the East. He's only been here a few weeks. And he's boarded with me all the time, Ginny. I've had a chance to watch him. You can get to know a lot about a man that boards with you. Jack Taylor is all right. He's refined and educated. He's well-bred and straightforward. Take an old woman's word for it, honey. He's all right. He... He's asked me to marry him. Hmm. Do you love him? Yes. <laughs> well, then that's all that matters. But I can't hurt Uncle Amos. Don't you see? I, I've never gone against either of my uncles. I wouldn't hurt them for the world. Not... Not even for Jack Taylor. Hmm. I reckon Amos would be hurt pretty deep if he defied him. He thinks so much of it. There was a row when I asked if Jack might call. Imagine what would happen if I asked permission to marry him. Hmm. Look here, honey. Do you expect Hank and Amos to agree on the man you marry? I... I can't marry unless they do. Oh, they've never agreed on anything in their lives. <laughs> what can I do? I'll tell you what. You wait till I see Hank leave the house. Then I'll have a talk with Amos. <laughs> Tonto was in camp some distance from the town of San Pedro and just outside of Brantville. He heard approaching hoofbeats and knew by the pace that the lone ranger... Oh, was in... oh steady. Uh, you come plenty past. What happened? Steady, big fella. Tonto, let me show you something. Oh, you... You got handheld. Yes. was fastened to a tree. Here, look at it. Oh, Kimosabe. Face on paper. What the hell? Yes, Tonto. This is a wood engraving. Something like a drawing of a man's face. Picture a man. Yes, that's right, Tonto. A picture. Do you know any man who looks like this picture? 
Ah, it looked like Jack Taylor. Him work in bank at San Pedro. Well, according to this handbill, this man's name is John Tyndale. He must be important for it costs money to get out a handbill with an engraved picture on it. Oh, me sure a picture of Jack Taylor. The face is the same, and the description tallies. If Taylor is not this man, he's in a bad spot, because he will surely be arrested on this description. Oh, Taylor seemed like plenty good feller. Why him wanted? There's no reason given. A reward is offered for his capture, but he must be taken alive and uninjured. That's strange. Information concerning him is to be given to the nearest United States Marshal. A Marshal in town of Brantville? Yes, I'm going to call on him. You tell him about Jack Taylor? Not until I'm sure that Taylor's the man who's wanted. Well, if him same feller, him vamoose when handbill posted in San Pedro. I don't want him to get away. Um, what we do? You go to San Pedro now. Keep an eye on Jack Taylor. And you not come? Steady, big fella. I want to find out why Tyndale is wanted. Oh. I'll join you after I've talked to the marshal. Come on, Silver. A couple of hours later, the marshal and a deputy were surprised at the boldness of a tall stranger who entered their office wearing a mask. Masks, by all that's... Take it easy, Marshal. I'm uh, just here for information. You'd better volunteer some information about that mask. Why? Are you looking for a man named John Tyndale? Tyndale? The name's on that handbill over your desk. Tyndale? Yes, where is he? What do you know about him? Why do you want him? What's the Secret Service that wants him? The Secret Service deals with counterfeiters. That's right. And it wouldn't do to arrest the wrong man. What do you know about Tyndale? Where is he? I never heard of Tyndale until I saw the handbill. Uh, thanks for the information. What was that mask for, and why'd you ask about Tyndale? I'm in a hurry, Marshal. You know something about Tyndale, you wouldn't have come here. Now, you're not going through this door till I say so. That's all right, the window's open. Hold on! Here's a chair. You catch! Come back here! Confound this chair! Come back here, come back, I say! Come on, Sam Tim Stu, where are you? Marshal, what's up? What's up? Follow, Follow the mask man. Who? What mask man? Where he is he? just rode away. Follow him. See where he goes. He knows something about John Tyndale. John Tyndale? Great day. The one He's the one the Secret Service is Keep the masked man inside. He may lead you to Tyndale. What about the Secret Service? I'll send a telegram to Washington. Tell him we got a lead. They'll probably send the nearest agent here to take charge. Now get going. All Marshal hurried to the telegraph office and spent some time working out just the right wording for his official message. With pardonable pride, he handed it to the man on duty. Uh, put this on the wire right away. All right, Marshal. Let's see now. It's to go to... Holy mackerel! To Washington, D.C. That's what it says. To the Secret Service. It's official and important. Get started on it. Right away. Yes, sir. Marshall waited impatiently in his office while the hours dragged by. As the afternoon waned, he thought about the deputies he'd sent in pursuit of the masked man, wondering how far they'd gone. It was nearly sunset when the door of his office opened. Marshal, I got the answer to your telegram. It's come all the way from Washington. Well, let's have it. Does it say why they want Tyndale? No, it says... Now that... I can read it. Interested parties happen to be near Brantville and are being notified to see you. Stop. Follow all leads. Stop. 
Important to make capture without injury to wanted man. I couldn't figure who the interested parties might be. In San Pedro, Ginny and Mrs. Purdy had watched the house next door for several hours. Finally, they saw Hank leave. Amos will be there alone now, honey. This is our chance to talk to the old cabinet. Come on. A moment later, Amos found himself facing the Mrs. Purdy and the girl for whom he would gladly have given his life. Are you alone, Amos? Yes, thank goodness. Hank's mad again, gone out. Then we can talk. Hmm. I'm sorry about the row, Ginny. I know you hate him, but if Hank had the brains of a... It's all right, Uncle Amos. Sit down here next to me on the sofa. Where's me out to? Hmm. I expect Ginny's told you about it, Mrs. Purdy. Sure she has, Amos. Ginny's nearly as much my girl as yours, you know. I was the one that kept Hank from feeding her baked beans when she was a baby. (laughs) Remember that? (laughs) Sure do, the old fool. I was telling Ginny that I agreed with you, Amos. You're a sensible man. Yeah. Hmm? You don't want to see Ginny marry the first one that comes along? Not by a jugful. I've always said there wasn't a man good enough for our girl. My very words. I wish Hank could hear that. Of course, we're all getting on in years, and our duty is to see that Ginny's in good hands before we leave this world of strife. Hmm? We never will find just the right man, so it's our duty to find the best one we can. Brunella, Bertie, what are you getting at? Why? You're talking the same as you did when you wanted to see Ginny sent away to school. Oh. If you're leading up to talk about Jack Taylor, I've already put my foot down. I don't want him calling on Ginny. No. First thing you know, they'll get to like each other. Amos, listen to me. Jack and Ginny are in love. What? It's true, Uncle Amos. I love Jack. He's asked me to marry him. Well, of all... Now, calm down. This is your work, Prunella Purdy. Ginny's been seeing Taylor at your house. Yes, I have, and I'm ashamed. You should be. I'm ashamed that it's necessary to meet my friends away from home. Why, why, Ginny... Don't you suppose I wanted Jack to come here? What? Of course I did. I wanted him more than anything else in the world. I wanted you and Uncle Hank to know him, to realize that he's good and fine and honest and well-educated. But I knew what had happened. You know what happened today when I asked if he might call. That'll do, Ginny. Sit down there on the sofa again. Put your arm around the girl, Amos. She needs a strong shoulder. Uh, My my sake's alive. She's right all the way, Amos, and you know it. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes... Please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
now to continue our story. Virginia's sudden flare-up had taken her Uncle Amos by surprise. Following Mrs. Purdy's suggestion, he sat down beside the girl on the sofa. Virginia's emotional outburst had upset and bewildered the old man. Dismay and bewilderment showed on his face as he looked up at Mrs. Purdy and spoke. She's never flared up so before. Don't you suppose the girl's got judgment of her own? She knows what young Taylor is like, and she wants you to know him. Now, be honest, Amos, have you anything against him? Well, I... I just figured that a man of his education and all wouldn't be working in a bank in San Pedro unless... Well, unless he had to clear out of the East. You didn't have to leave the East, Amos. Neither did Jenny's father. Now, why don't you give Jack a chance? Well, if I knew something about his family, his background... Jack's the one Ginny is to marry, not his background. Amos, as much as the girl cares for him, she said she would never marry without the approval of both you and Hank. Oh, is that true, Ginny? Yes, it's true. Now, look, Amos, you can't let Hank know you approve. If you do, he'll switch over. Eh, uh, contrary old catamount. You keep on acting like you disprove of Jack Taylor. <laughs> That'll keep Hank approving of him, see? Go <laughs> <laughs> gone. Oh, will you do that, Uncle Amos? I reckon. Oh, you darling. <laughs> you dear, I'm so happy. I... <laughs> Hank, here's Hank. Now, remember. Yep. Here, Amos. Oh, well. Uh... Howdy, Miss Purdy. Oh, Hank, what's the matter with you? Amos, I was wrong to think that I was willing for that crook to call on Ginny. Wrong about what? Jack Taylor. What about him? He's a crook. What? Look at this handbill. He's wanted by the law. Oh, no. Taylor's all right. If Ginny cares for him, he's got to be all right. Now you're just being contrary, Amos Gillenway. There's his picture. His picture be hanged. There's a mistake somewhere. He can come here any time he likes. Now you're just being a contrary old cuss. I won't have him calling on Jenny. Oh, Mrs. Purdy. Come on, Jenny. You better come to my house. They're at it again. Who's an old fool? I do declare I think Jack's in the house. Oh. The lamp's been lighted since we left. I can't believe Jack's a crook. Don't you believe a thing until you talk to him. The girl he loves won't believe in him. No one will. Jenny. Oh, Jack. Jack, what does it mean? You, you saw the notice? Yes. Hank brought it home with him, Jack. Well, I suppose you both think that I'm... We ain't thought anything yet. We're waiting for you to tell us the truth. Jack, you're not Jack Tyndale, are you? If you've done nothing wrong, what are you running away Well, for? I've got to. At least for the time oh, being. Oh, no, no, Jack. If you're innocent, you've got to stay in prove I it. can't, Jenny. Someday I'll explain everything, but not now. There isn't time. Just say that, that, that you'll trust me. Oh, you can't stay in hiding forever. No. You just... Tyndale. A madman. I want to talk to you. But who are Where you? Where you come from? I've been in Tyndale's room. You got in the window. In very little time. Come on, Jack. Let go of my arm. This way. Jack, Jack, I do trust you. Bolt that door, Tuttle, and stand guard. I'm doing it. Why, an Indian. Listen to me, Tyndale. Let me go. Look in the fireplace. Why? We pull the paper money out before it burns. Oh, I'll, I'll. I'm trying to help you. I know of a man in St. Louis named Tyndale. You, you do? Is he your father? I, I've got nothing to say. Is he your father? Answer me. Yes, he's my father. And if you want to help me as you say, you let me get away from here. You can't dodge the law for the rest of your life. Tell us another part of house now. What about that money? I won't talk about the it. The law gets you, you... The law can't make me tell anything about that money. That's what I thought. No one can, no matter what they do. The law will deal hard with you. I know that. That's why I've got to get away. That's not the solution. And you're going with me. Open this door! Open up, Mr. Deputy Marshal! Jack, Jack, you've got to surrender. No one outside a window. 
this way. Open up or I'll bust in the door! Gotcha. Surrender in the name of the hey, law. Where is he? He's gone. Look, the window's open. He went out the window. Come on, Get him up. Out. There they go. The same white horse. Come back here. Fire on him. It's the masked man again. The manhunt got underway that same evening and grew in intensity during the days that followed. While the Lone Ranger and Tonto kept Jack Tyndale hidden, Lawman conducted a search that spread both far and wide. In the meantime, Hank and Amos had little to say. The two old men seemed crushed by the unhappiness that had come into the life of their niece. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a shame. That's what it is, Hank. You're right, Amos. Right as rain. To think that I could be so mistaken about a man. It wasn't you, Amos. You were right in the first place. No, no. You were right, Hank. You said he was a crook after I'd changed my mind. Well, I won't argue with you, Amos. No, sir. I uh, wish there was something we could do. Uncle Hank. Uncle Amos. I won't believe that Jack's a crook. I know, I know, honey. It's hard to believe. But your Uncle Hank was right about him. He's got a masked man for a friend. Uncle but... Amos, uh, let's talk about the weather for a change. The weather? Uh-huh. Oh. What do you think about the weather, Hank? I, uh, reckon we'll get rain. Hmm. Yeah. Well, what do you think, Uncle Amos? Hank's probably right. Oh. I figure we'll have a hard winter. I reckon you're right, Amos. I'm going next door to see Mrs. Purdy. Uh, do you mind? No, but don't stay too late, honey. Do you mind, Uncle Hank? Anything Amos says is all right, honey. Oh, no. Not to be worried about Jack. Don't you lose faith in him, honey. Well, I won't, Mrs. Purdy. The old men agree on everything, eh? Yes. Have you tried to stir them up? I've tried everything, but they're too unhappy to argue. Mm, too unhappy to argue. <laughs> I reckon they're just about sizes the two of them up. <laughs> Another week elapsed. Jimmy had become desperate with the misery that was stamped so plainly on the faces and in the manner of Hank and Amos. The old man seemed to grow thin and haggard, and the spells of silence in their house grew longer and longer. Then, someone rapped on the door. Oh, I'll see who it is. Howdy, ma'am. I'm the United States Marshal. Oh, yes? And this is Mr. Langworth of the Secret Service. How do you do, sir? How do you do? Howdy, Inspector. My name's Amos Gillingway. This here's Hank Frisbee. Hi, Mr. Gillingway. Mr. Frisbee. I do. I'm looking for John Tendale. Well, he ain't here. We ain't seen him for ten days or so. I was told that he would be here. Here? Got word over to Brantville that he'd be here. I wish he were. Young lady, 
Are you sure you don't know where he is? I'm sure. Hey there, there's a man looking for you, folks. Who's Prunella got him to? Is this the house? That's it. He's a fine-looking gent, ain't he? My name is John Tindale. Uh, what? Who? I was told to come here and find... Well, you, you ain't the right man. Are you sure you're John Tindale? Well, I've done business in St. Louis under that name for 30 Mr. years. Mr. Tindale, I'm lying with Secret Service. Well, where is my son? What? Your son? Yes. I was told that I'd find Jack here. Where is he? If he's been injured, I'll make someone pay. Well, look at him come. Hey, look who's with him. Young Tyndale. My son. It's Jack. Who's got open the hole? Oh, Jack. Jack, you've come to give yourself up. We want you, young man. Been hunting high and low Save for you. Save your breath, Marshal. Oh, Jenny. Jenny, golly, how I've missed you. Hello, son. Well, hello, Dad. What were you trying to do? Save the old man from crime? Well, Tyndale, there's a matter of counterfeit money. You found the suitcase in my den at home, huh, Jack? Yes, I did. You I... thought I was going to deal in counterfeit money? No. Well, you had it. So you made off with the bag. Well, I wasn't sure it was counterfeit. I brought it here and I got a job in a bank where I thought no one would find me. To make sure. And it was counterfeit, eh? Yes, it was. Hey, Jack, you were going to ruin your entire life. Well, you would have ruined mother's life and sister's and everybody else's if that caught you with that money. Jack, for some time the Secret Service has been trying to run down counterfeiters near St. Louis. I, as a banker, was asked to cooperate by watching deposits from certain gambling houses. You? Yes. I managed to get a line on the men and a bag full of evidence. You found the evidence. Oh. You disappeared from home at the same time that the bag disappeared. I was quite sure you'd taken the money. And you thought I'd robbed you, thinking the cash was good. Oh, no, son. I, I knew you wouldn't do that. I couldn't understand it. I thought possibly the counterfeiters had gotten uh, But them handbills... Yeah, them handbills tell about Jack being wanted. Of course he was wanted. His mother and sister wanted him. So did I. <laughs> the government wanted the evidence that had disappeared. Oh, Jack, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell the lawman? Well, I know why he didn't tell, young lady. He didn't want to involve his father. What a time you'd have spent in jail if you hadn't told. It sure is lucky that your pa came. Uh, well, who sent for him? Did you send for him, Jack? Well, no. I don't know who sent for Dad. I do. You do? Did you send for him, Ginny? No, but there was one man who realized that Jack would either go to jail for refusing to talk or be a fugitive forever. The mass man? Yes. Jack, he had more faith in your father's honesty than you did. Come on, fellow. Uh, we go now. Call him back. No, wait, hold on. I want to thank him. Oh, he's gone, he's gone. No use going after that horse. Well... Do you mind if we all go inside where I can meet this young lady and Sure talk? thing, sure thing. Come on in. All of you. Come on, dear. I'll go fix up a pot of coffee. And I'll go and help you, Amos. Thanks, eh? Thank you. Dad, Jenny never lost faith in me for one minute. Have, have you told your father anything, Jack? <laughs> I haven't had the chance. Well, I guess you needn't say much. <laughs> Mrs. Purdy told me a few details about... What? What in the world? I'll open the door. Soft in coffee. Who ever heard of such a thing? Well, I say it's the best way. If you wasn't so cussed, stubborn, you <laughs> They always fight when they're happy.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated.